0: does everybody know what time it is well it's time to watch tool no, time no, landed, it's on no, right now yes no, it's time no, landed, to watch tool no, time do, no, landed, stop, right stop, now no, it, it's grunt work trudy get away girlfriend gets you a car, and you're okay. Trudy, it's a gas, you may have found love, and Tim's an ass. New car, (laughs) caviar, four-star, daydream, think-I'll-buy-me grunt work, the only podcast about the TV series Home Improvement that still makes house calls. I'm your host, Truman, the unpleasant pheasant man, Caps, and with me as always is my Mm. co-host Landon, the hold-my-beard-man, Solano. (laughs) Um... I don't quite know how the the nickname. Oh, because the goatee. Yes, exactly, exactly. Okay. I, you know, I guess I could have I could have said the low key goateed man Solano. Ooh, Actually, yeah, yeah, that would have been yeah. Shit, I, I'm Okay, a... let's run it. Let's run it back. Does everybody know what time <laughs> it is? I'm I'm rocking a mustache right now, uh, oh. not a goatee, but um. What are you well, gonna do? Wow. I mean, well, I guess shave your mustache if you if you don't like having one, or not shave your mustache if, if you want to. <laughs> Keep having it.
1: It's it's a we we're recording this episode the night before Thanksgiving, uh, and all through the house um so i have just been experimenting um with a mustache for this vacation and uh it'll go away on monday
0: that's that's an exciting way to ring in thanksgiving so you're going to expose your your loved ones and family at dinner tomorrow to (laughs) your mustache before deciding if you want to uh take it out for your coworkers.
1: yeah see if it makes a splash or not Um, before i really go out in the world because you know the loved ones and family they gotta they have to see me (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and
1: so uh, and, you know, I gotta, I gotta take it for a test spin before seeing if it gets me fired or not. You're, and people also, don't, you... if people don't trust me with a mustache, uh, then I, I clearly need to get rid of it to, to build more, you know, I get trust.
0: Yeah, or, or just, or just let a beard come in around it, and that, that also could build more. It takes time Trust. though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, here on facial hair work, the podcast <laughs> where I'm I I I didn't shave. I think I it's I didn't shave yesterday, so I'm going on about 2 days. So that's beard corner done with. Um <laughs> wh- but what do you expect when you have a goatee centric episode like this one? It's true. Well, it's not really a goatee
1: centric episode. It's more of a goatee concentric? What do you what do you call like what's the opposite of centric?
0: Well, I mean, it's it's a goatee ancillary episode, maybe. There's, there you go. Okay, yeah, it's it's it. goatee yeah. adjacent. <laughs> it's more, But it's more about the concept of a goatee, really. And even that uh, concept oh, is adjacent. I would say in this episode, Brad has a ghost tea. Okay. Well, I mean, sounds like you're prompting me to take us right to asking you what happened this week on Home Improvement. I'm not. I actually have a little bit of a preamble.
1: Um... Oh well, uh, I'm not. I listen. I realize I've listened to the last couple episodes and realized how long we've made Landon's homeowning corner, and so I'm
0: I'm gonna really tear it think, down this week. I don't think it's I don't think it's any more egregiously long than anything else on our two hour weekly discussion of a 22 minute uh, sitcom. Well, I I think there's more fair. substance to that than to any of us picking apart whether or not uh, Tim Allen was problematic this week. I had a big
1: incident um that i'm not going to go into all the details of but the experience brought to mind a question about home improvement tim taylor and tool time mm-hmm. that i need to put by you okay well that's what i'm here for the doctor okay. is in so what happened was uh i had another puddle in- incident
0: oh no you get ca- okay you can't you got to stop calling them that because people are going to make some assumptions <laughs> about uh, about uh, health problems. You might okay? Be having. Okay.
1: Well, okay. So to clarify, it happened in the middle of the night. I just rolled oh, over oh. in bed and there was a puddle there.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, uh, maybe you're clarifying too much. Vague it up. Vague it up.
1: <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, no, I went uh, just as I'm a little bit late in the season. and I thought, well, I should probably get my routine heater inspection. Um, just for the winter months and as i was going downstairs to get the number off of the side of the heater of the people who installed it uh got downstairs to the furnace and there was a puddle underneath it and you're
0: being (laughs) stalked by water on dry land it's really an it follows kind of situation
1: just like flash forward here like um, the snow is melting we have uh, uh, about a week of 40 degree weather so all the snow that we received is melting and so now I'm just hearing like the melt the the snow just dripping off of the roof Ugh. and I'm hearing <laughs> dripping everywhere and it's just
0: it's giving me anxiety like you wouldn't believe <laughs> you're just surrounded you're surrounded by puddles everything outside is one yeah. giant puddle it, it, it truly is Um.
1: anyway Long story short about this puddle incident, um, my furnace broke. So mm. I had to buy a new furnace, which um, is super cheap, right? <laughs> very affordable. The cheapest. I, I'm not going to go into the cost of it, but the, the cost of it is what brought to mind a thought. Mm. Furnaces are not cheap, and especially okay. to replace one the same year that you bought a place is not the best thing. Thing that you want to do in life, <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it brought to mind the uh, and I, I have a home owning buddy here that I run a lot of stuff by, so I don't have to put it all by you, German. Okay, um, yeah,
0: yeah, because I'm I am an expert, as as anyone who <laughs> listens to this show knows. I can't I can't keep the names of the characters on the show I've been watching for five years straight, but I can tell you a lot about home ownership just based on vibes. <laughs> well, okay, so
1: we've. I think each homeowner that does want to do anything for themselves has to identify the line in the sand of what is a, what is a project that they would call a professional in for, Mm -hmm. for me, like I, my problems up till now have just been, you know, very simple plumbing that I've been able to deal with on my own. Yeah. Fucking dealing with a furnace. (laughs) Get, get get the pros here. Mm -hmm. So, Mm Uh, I had pros come out, they did an inspection, they're like, yeah, this thing's fucked, you need a new one. I'm like, okay, I kind of recognize that from the puddle <laughs> the underneath the thing. So they came, I mean, I couldn't be happier with the service I got and the, the cost, you know, for, like, from the moment I called them saying, I think I have an emergency, how do I know that? To 24 hours later, I had a new furnace. So, oh, okay. like, it was incredibly... They were generous with their time, but this is what came to mind mm-hmm. What does Tim Taylor do when he has a big home
0: project? he he, he I'm just, asking you he just does the whole project. he does everything himself oh no he brings he brings tool time in to to finance it.
1: yes, he, he does. does an on
0: location episode
1: so here's the question I want to ask you since you are familiar with working on a TV show or yes. a movie? Yes. How much does a, a a grip make in a day?
0: A grip, uh, if the grip is not in a union, I don't know. Maybe they're at one hundred and fifty a day or something. I'm gonna count.
1: I'm gonna say that the tool time crew are union.
0: Okay. If if they're if they're a union, then it's probably I don't know 200, 250 a day, three hundred maybe. Okay. How
1: much for three performers?
0: Oh God! Three uh, union performers. Yeah. Uh I. Oh God! At that point, you're into the thousands a day. I'd think for the three of them. Mm-hmm. How much for um? I don't know. A TV crew. Uh, uh cameramen. Uh, and we're assuming uh, a union still. Everybody's union yep, in a union. On everyone's union. Tens of thousands of dollars at this point for the camera crew, <laughs> sound guy, camera crew. Yeah. Producers. Yeah. So
1: when Tim Allen or Tim Taylor has a problem he needs to have fixed in his house say let's just say I, we haven't had an episode where he's had to replace his furnace but let's just say it is
0: it's weird that that hasn't happened yet honestly yeah. you'd think that we would have hit that one since it seems to happen very quickly after you buy a house you'd think that would be
1: <laughs> well we can even go to bubble bubble toil and trouble if you want to when when <laughs> well, you uh, the tool time to. crew was there for an entire week
0: yes uh yeah
1: thinking of how much money it is costing to fix something in Tim's place uh, by having the Tool Time crew there yeah. versus demonstrating how to do it in the safety of their studio. What more are they... Is, is Tool Time the production actually getting from doing this on location versus doing it in the studio uh, compared to Tim getting free labor? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, free free labor that is most likely bleeding Binford dry based on how much money. Because also, if his depending on, I mean, if you're not shooting at the studio, then I think everybody gets bonuses, and then it turns into a per diem thing because everyone (laughs) has to drive out into the suburbs to get to the to the house. Uh, Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what. I, again i think maybe it comes down to down to some kind of blackmail that he had from from the old mr binford that he has then continued to lord <laughs> over every successive guy but but i guess i guess the real thing though is that even if tim just did all this on his own and paid for it out of his own pocket uh i think that probably no actually even then that's less expensive because he's he's still fucking up the house even when the camera crew is there watching him yeah so it's not like the camera crew keeps him on his best behavior. They don't. No. And yeah, every time that he fucks up, it adds more days to the production schedule. I mean, maybe maybe the reason that Tim and Randy seem to have so much in common is because Tim is secretly an anti-capitalist kind of uh, <laughs> agent of chaos. He's trying just to bring Binford down <laughs> by ble- just... Bleed the man. <laughs> yeah, just, just cre- creating the most wasteful, needlessly expensive show to try and sink He's... Binford, which is objectively a <laughs> shitty company that Wait, does amoral things. You... Are you saying that Tim Taylor
1: is a proto-Nathan Fielder? I
0: uh, I mean, yes. It's actually exactly what I'm saying. I think that I, it's tool time for you, pretty much. I mean, what does he do? He just, he goes out, he finds local uh, businesses and people in the community, he acts strange to them, they find him off-putting, and their reactions to his antics make the comedy of the show, Yes. Oh God, Landon, that's brilliant! You you cracked it right there. That's the that's wow. the unified theory of home improvement now. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Taylor, shit. for you. I'm um, glad. Uh, I'm
1: glad I brought this up.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you did too. I'm glad your uh, I'm glad your furnace broke. It brought us to this point. I mean, to be honest, if I did have a TV show, I mean, well, actually, I have a I do have a show. Can the podcast mm. pay for my furnace? I, I mean, uh, listen. What we're gonna we're gonna move the uh the Patreon sales pitch early in this episode for no particular reason, <laughs> and we're announcing a new a new tier. The at uh, five hundred dollars a month, it's the it's the warm buddy level of uh of membership. Couple couple thousand. How about that? <laughs> well, man, you gotta play the long game here, dude. You got We gotta just oh, re- okay. retain the audience. You're not gonna you're gonna pay for a furnace in I one know. month of Patreon subscriptions. That's lunacy.
1: I, I always see everyone on Kickstarter always has the like the long shot. Well, here's just our budget, and if you want to pay for that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this- you can be the sole, the the one person in that tier who buys it.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I somehow I'm I'm worried that if we if we put a stretch goal like that on there, then we'll actually hit it, and then we'll you know we'll have to do whatever we promised we'll we do. We'll hand deliver chalupas or get furnaces for other people or something. We'll find ourselves on the receiving end of an eyes wide shut deal. Ooh, uh, no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon to understand that reference. Uh so okay, so so you furnace replaced. Tim spends mm-hmm. too much money. Did was there yes. more to your was your more, more to your anecdote? Would I be stepping on toes if I started to talk about what happened this week on Home <laughs> you're, Improvement? You're being so polite. I mean,
1: uh, <laughs> I don't. Well, I just don't
0: want to stampede you if there's more to your story. I don't want to suggest that I, I'm like not listening. If you if you interrupted my story, I would interrupt
1: you to tell you there's more to my story.
0: Okay, I, I guess that's fair. I, I need to. I need to. I need to trust you to advocate for yourself. I need to not put. <laughs> so much stress on you're right okay also
1: you're the editor so if my story is going on too long you could just cut it out of the episode entirely
0: i i I mainly just cut out long segments where i begin a sentence by hemming and hawing and restarting what i'm saying four (laughs) or five times i don't have time to edit what you're saying i'm trying too hard to edit my stream of consciousness to make it listenable um landon what happened this week on the tv series home improvement okay this isn't going to be an all-encompassing uh
1: I guess Haiku synopsis, but um I think it covers a lot. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Al's new boo is rich and mm-hmm. gives him a Ferrari after just a month. Tim loves this a lot. Jill finds it to be too much. Al's uncomfortable. Meanwhile, there's Brad who wants to grow a goatee to impress his team.
0: Oh. It's good. Those those were solid every one of those haikus a little um a little a little treasure a little gem in and of itself. Do you want to guess that title? Yes, I do. I have three options. The okay. first one is fur love or money. F E R love or money. <laughs> uh no. Because it's a Ferrari. <laughs> uh <laughs> Al's new boo is named Trudy, by the way, and we have a lot to mm-hmm. say about her, but that's why my second guess is Trude Love. Oh, okay. I, okay, got it. Yes. Uh, no, that's not it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> also, what happens in this episode that was not captured in the haikus is that uh, Tim spends a lot of time just saying alliterative sentences, like all the words starting with the same letter, um yeah so uh third guess al literation ooh no yeah now normally you don't like it when i when i put al's name into a title but but this time you did it's an al centric episode so it's appropriate yeah it it's well it has the it has the markings of an al centric episode even though i don't know if it really follows through (laughs) on that yeah good point
1: um no okay i'll try to guide you to a clue here um the title's kind of based on a musical, um, mm. but the uh, the pronoun in it is changed to a degree. Mm. Uh, it's made into a possessive for some reason. Mm. The,
0: the musical, "The Queen and I," <laughs> Eh? the Queen's and I, because it's possessive
1: uh i think that's that's plural not
0: not possessive well you no, but the queen apostrophe s yes, and the I. queen's what well i don't the know queen, you said the was, queen owns the and I? I i i guess i don't know i was shoe i was shoehorning that in there to try and tick all the boxes because i'm not good at this i didn't it doesn't withstand war scrutiny landon you're supposed Got to it. laugh okay, and sorry. go on um so so okay so what what is the, what is the title of this episode if not the queen's and i the title of this episode is Al's
1: Fair Lady. Not a bad title, actually.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't
1: know. It's a title. Uh, you can't argue with a, that. This episode aired. I mean, it's better than, than I don't know, Adios and Whitewater. But mm-hmm. uh, here we go. October 20th, 1998, directed by Def- Jeffrey Nelson. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's done every episode this season so far. We have another first-time writer popping oh, really? up here. First time for Home Improvement, I should say. Uh, she's also a producer. Her name is Tracy Gamble. Mm-hmm. Uh, her first writing credit goes back to New Heart, uh, the second one, um, in the 80s. Um, she wrote some episodes of Married with Children. Uh, she wrote 14 episodes of The Golden Girls. mm Wow. Uh, what else? Uh, one episode of the very short-lived Clueless TV
0: series. Uh, this is the first of three episodes of Home Improvement. Uh, you know, well, Landon, I know what I think. What did you think of this episode? Oh, um. We're done with Tracy that that quickly? Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. No, no, go on. Tell me. I'm sorry. Tell, tell me more. I thought. <laughs> were, were you I, just biting, chomping at the bit to, to ask me the question first? I was chomping at the bit to ask you the question. I actually have a thought about, about Tracy and her history. So actually, if you had more about her than go, I just basically don't want to let you win at asking me uh, what I thought of the episode. <laughs>
1: Uh, okay. Fair, fair point. Uh, she, it looks like she is co-producer on all 27 episodes this season of Home Improvement too. Uh, she's also worked on film, uh, series like, she's written on According to Jim and Eight Simple Rules. So, um, there, there's stuff like that. So, I don't know, I'm kind of curious what your, your thoughts are on her, on the writing of this episode specifically. We can get to it. She's been nominated for two Emmy's. I, uh, I'm gonna say it's probably for Golden Girls. Yeah, both for Golden Girls.
0: You know, I was I my I didn't love the writing of this episode, but hearing about her background on Golden Girls, the way this episode is set up, it does feel like a Golden Girls episode, and it yeah. feels like it would be so much better as a Golden Girls episode. It would be great, <laughs> and it just and yeah. It, I think what tanks this is that I think. Just Tim and Jill are not the right fit for the kind of hijinks that she is throwing at us, and that's not yeah. a slam against her. I I don't know what what are your thoughts?
1: My okay, so my thoughts were that this, and I I was chalking it up to the directing, and it could just be a combination of everything, but um, it felt like the the pacing of it felt like kind of the awkward. Feeling out the live studio audience vibe of an early 70s sitcom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of space between jokes or like when a joke is delivered and then the scene just continues for a few more seconds before the next person comes in the door it's just like there's a lot of weird negative space
0: in this episode that isn't put to good use and it just feels kind of awkward This episode also occupies a very negative space in terms of the humor because it is mainly uh, – there's just a lot of cheap jokes at Al's expense and then a lot of the other jokes in it aren't even really jokes where it's just – I mean, it, you know, it's just Tim saying a bunch of words that start with the same letter, or I, that pointing was so to confusing to tools. me. <laughs> it's, fortunately, it was confusing to Zachary Ty Bryan as well. The last shot of the episode is Zachary Ty Bryan looking at Tim like, "What? What is this bit that you're doing?" <laughs> um,
1: uh-huh. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't quite make sense. There, they're starting to. I don't, I don't know. It's hard for me to speculate. I don't know if they were getting bored or if they're like, "How do we?" And it, it, you know. Instill some freshness into, you know, the show this late in the game. I, the the whole tool time opening in concept isn't bad, but in execution,
0: it's like. It, it, i don't know uh it's weird it's definitely it's weird we, it's very it, it's, weird it's unlike anything i've seen and and honestly at come the end of the episode i was like you know what i kind of wish the whole episode had just been what i thought it was going to be at the start which is just them driving around in a tool time van making house calls <laughs> <laughs> um
1: yeah agreed uh yeah other than that i don't really have any other reflections it's just
0: it's just a very weirdly paced episode i Weirdly paced, and I think the other thing, and I will call this out as we go through it. It feels kind of a little sloppy in some places, just in terms yeah. of people stumbling over lines. Like it and, felt and, like uh, a rehearsal.
1: It's like they they shot the the five o'clock rather than you know the actual <laughs> recording of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and look, and again, I don't want to. I don't. There's, wanna hurt there's literally a line where Jill says um,
1: when when they're gonna go to dinner and tim says well what are the boys going to eat and she goes i'll they'll eat uh something Some and like con- con- continues the scene i'm just like was that the line or did she just not remember what it was and continued the scene because they're just rehearsing
0: <laughs> yeah she literally she like gets she stops and is like lost in in a thought for a moment and gesturing trying to think of a word which is not a sort of conversational tick you usually see on a three camera 90s sitcom like so, yeah it seems like she's actually dropping the line or there was some di- they're going to have leftover something but she forgot what that was so she just yeah. said some leftover something I, I don't know and and cuz honestly a lot of the and I don't want to I don't want to when I criticize the writing I don't want to like be going after the writer necessarily because clearly she she's good at what she does I mean she got Emmy nominated Golden Girls is a hilarious show but it this episode felt kind of like they forgot they had to do an episode and they kind of just threw it together like they threw together the plot and and the lines kind of while Tim was in makeup basically just like okay mm-hmm. they're they're at home and Al's got a new girlfriend it's the girl from the thing yeah, yeah. and then she's got a big house and I don't know and then he, Tim's like well, what if
1: what if he, she gives him a ferrari and then we get to I get to drive my ferrari on the lot
0: yeah yeah exactly exactly it's it's like Stone soup. Everybody brought something to to throw in to make a to make a meal out of this. You know, when you got twenty seven episodes in a season, uh, some, sometimes there's more stone than you'd expect in that soup. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I, I guess th- that brings me to a, my last personal reflection, which I forgot to write down.
1: Is uh, soup is good? Yeah. N- no fucking mark again. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm not happy. What country did Mark move to, and he didn't even get an episode <laughs> about it? <laughs> I have been living in Greenland for months, guys. You didn't even and say no one's goodbye. Even <laughs> well, so ch- do we want to do want to uh do want to get into this thing? Uh yeah, let's uh let's commit to the deep dive. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I was kind of expecting to have more time here. I had my I had my newspaper out and everything to, to read for, <laughs> you know, for all all those Sometimes all those... you got to go to work early. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> sometimes it's the day before Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> so we start out. Yeah, I guess I can't criticize too hard. <laughs> uh, so we start out with Tool Time on location. Uh, they have got a big souped-up Tool Time van full of tools, so they can drive around and go to your neighborhood to help you uh, fix up your house. Boy, and do they! Boy, the boy, do they? So it's this is <laughs> an. Uh, they're just showing it off on like a street somewhere in Burbank and I'm just staring at the screen looking at the hillsides trying to trying to identify where this is and if I can drive out there but um, <laughs> it, yeah it's just their workshop on wheels and the whole thing is, it, this is reminiscent of the man's dorm room last week in that it is really underwhelming in every way <laughs> but, yes. it's, but it's like they, they said okay so we don't really have the money to invest in a in a tricked out you know effect so instead we're just gonna go outside with it which still seems like it would cost a lot of money at that point (laughs) budget-wise because this van is just not that impressive i'm sorry to ban i
1: know i i know i completely agree with you and it it, every time we see something like this it makes me think oh well they're prepping this the tool time set for something big some sort of you know man's thing or some sort of uh, uh, stunt that's gonna need to be jerry-rigged. Like they just can't shoot in the set this week, so they have to go on location.
0: Yeah, I guess that may. Oh boy, so so maybe there's a man something incredible coming up that we that that is that has required multiple weeks of having a clear tool time set. <laughs> well, it's not manifest destiny that manifest destiny. No, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, but I don't tell know. Tell me, so, tell me, tell me some of the features of this fan, because uh, it's. It's real dumb. Okay, features of the van. Uh, one of the key features is it has "Tool Time" painted on the side. That's pretty cool, isn't it? It's the name of the show. The back of the van <laughs> folds down into a ramp platform, and it has like to- a couple of tool benches on that. And then they open the uh, you know the side doors of it, and there's uh tools that are basically hung up on the sides of the walls, <laughs> so you can just reach yep. right out and grab a tool. And then Uh, They also show you on the tool benches that are on that thing that folds down out of the back. Oh, well, they... You know, and not only can you use this circular saw, you can also use it to slice meat, and we can make food back here. And I'm like... Straight can be there. It's like, I don't... I, I, I am so tired of being expected to laugh at somebody using home improvement supplies to make food. I may, maybe it was funny the first time like four years ago, but I feel like that show returns to that this well Mm. far too often. And it's just, it's just not funny to think about somebody like making a, making a sub sandwich on a tool bench and like cutting it with a circular saw. It's just, that's not, (laughs) I'm sorry guys how you, I can't
1: How do you Okay, let me pitch this to you. How do you feel about um uh, a deli counter that's run by someone who slices meat with a samurai sword? Okay.
0: I mean, that I'm a little more into. Uh <laughs> wait, n- what what if what could he also be a tailor though because I actually I do have some things that need uh, need tightening up. Yes. Uh, uh Yeah. So, but also just none of this stuff is that interesting because it's like the, 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 okay, yeah, like we've got a circuit, you know, we've got your, you know, hammers and wrenches and everything up here on the inside of the door. Okay. Yes. You hung some wrenches off the inside of a van. Like, and there aren't jokes (laughs) either. Tim is showing these things off and pointing to them and saying what they are. And the crowd is laughing at just the notion of who would put a wrench in a van? What will they think of next? The nineties. <laughs> Wrenches and vans. I never thought I'd well, like to see the day. What a laugh. Speaking
1: speaking of the nineties, uh on the inside, um they do have a laptop oh, uh, yes. in which they they can do any home improvement project because they can download or no, not even download, download didn't even exist yet. Yeah. They can uh access the instructions uh for, for any home improvement project off of a
0: CD ROM <laughs> Probably most of that van is just stacks and stacks and stacks of jewel cases with CD-ROMs for every possible manual. (laughs) Uh, Question, not in the tool time universe,
1: but in the production of home improvement universe, is that Jill's laptop?
0: that's jill's old laptop because as we remember she has a new one so i think they recycled that's probably why she has the new laptop they they upcycled or downcycled or whatever (laughs) the old one into a prop for this got it that's my thinking. Uh, but yeah yeah, tim could have jumped in and made a joke about how and it also runs monkey town and i would i then it would have been an a plus episode we got more monkey town references (laughs) nope um and it ends with uh with tim you know pulling
1: um Pulling something from the the paint mixer, talking about it being a a shake mixer, and um, it's he drinks some paint.
0: Yep, he drinks paint. Which, based on based on a lot of things about Tim, probably not the first time he's done that. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Although, I, I do like he goes, "What flavor is
1: that?" Hell I mean, goes, what semi gloss." <laughs> that was kind of funny,
0: but um, and, and then and yeah, it's just the the transition to the opening credits from that. Then there's there's white. Semi gloss gets blooped all over the the frame. We talked I, about this. I paused. I know. I know. Never don't don't do that home improvement. But it what I had. To, I paused at that moment to take a note, and and there, basically it created this perfect circle where the only thing left in frame is Al's face, just looking disdainfully at Tim, and that <laughs> that made the bit worthwhile. I'm sorry, I cut you off to Love tell it. you that very important detail.
1: No, I mean it's it's kind of I don't know low tier tool time openings um you know that we've had uh, on the show
0: yeah it's it's i mean it, and it continues past the the home credits which is and that's the crazy thing because we go to the opening credits and then we come back and it's tim and al and heidi like at first in the cold open it's it's presented as they're being filmed by the tool time cameramen we come back and it's now it is presented as the show is normally presented. Like we are the omniscient observer watching these people go about their daily lives. I couldn't figure that out for the life of me. So just, just,
1: I really want to slow jam this for a second. Yeah. We cut back from the commercial. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get into what happens in the scene in a second. But, uh, we cut back from the commercial. Tim, Alan, Heidi are the only people in the shot. Yes. Uh, in the van they're both they're all three in the front seat like they're you know the mystery crew and uh they're looking around going why is no one clamoring for you know home improvement stuff so what's
0: so funny just the concept of it keep going finish your thing it's just really funny to me already like what i oh man what this could have been so well i guess
1: to your point though like there's only three of them that we can see. Are we supposed to
0: assume that this is what the Tool Time audience is seeing? I, I No, I think the way I read it is that they shot the Tool Time segment saying, hey, we have a kick-ass tool van, and then they just were like, okay, bye, cameraman. now we're just going to be like tool superheroes and drive around looking for people who need help with shit, which is just hilarious on its face that this is just like, well, this is what we're going to do now, just... Drive around, look for people who need help with things. We have nothing else to do. <laughs> We're not going to film well, it. Just, just word then, of the, mouth.
1: But then the film crew does reappear once they do find people. So,
0: like, is there just a second van? Like, I, you know, I don't quite understand how any of this is working. Maybe there is a second van following them. I, I guess, I guess that would make the most sense. And they just they park someplace and they get people to. <laughs> I so th- they are they're driving around they don't they can't find anyone who needs anything that needs fixing Heidi uh pushes a button and then the tool time truck begins playing an ice cream truck version of the tool time theme and this draws a huge crowd of dudes who need home improvement <laughs> help that's the scene um <laughs> I mean that is the scene but that's also not the scene I,
1: I, I there <laughs> there's, I, so uh, This took such a tonal shift from everything we've seen on the show before that I (laughs) just, I can't quite wrap my head around it. Because what, okay, I don't even know if I have the words to articulate. As viewers of Home Improvement, you and I, we're watching this unfold. Um... (laughs) i I can't do it. I can't I cannot figure out how to
0: even begin to talk about this she she pushes the button and the and we get, you know, the ice cream truck mm-hmm, stop mm-hmm. music And we start just cutting to shots dramatic slow motion insert shots of like suburban dads, you know, dude types turning their heads in slow motion with this joyous look on their face, like holding you know, rakes or hammers or whatever they're doing, home improvement tasks, and running, running towards the truck, leaping over hedges, pushing past people, like like children running after an ice cream truck. But it's shot so dramatically, and every single one is in slow motion, like it's the Avengers assembling. Yeah, um, and we just want to just acknowledge so many people... ...running with dangerous
1: tools. Oh, God,
0: yes. Yeah, the first thing, like, Tool Time should be getting people to be safer with their tools. This is r- outright counterproductive. There are going to be so many injuries. And and why are people clamoring to the Tool Time van... ...when
1: the Tool Time reputation is, it will fuck your shit up? I mean, <laughs> like, that was, that was where I thought this was going to go. The second that someone hears the Tool Time theme in ice cream form... Maybe maybe I'm tainted by the the neighborhood looking like Nightmare on Elm Street, but like the yeah. first person that hears it sees the van coming and just runs for the hills. That's kind of what <laughs> I was expecting to happen. Yeah, I mean that would be funnier. That would be a
0: lot yeah. funnier than hide your hose hide your house, Heidi <laughs> uh, ho neighbors, um, because. I, it it kind of makes sense in in that when we get the shot of the now parked truck with everyone crowded around, there is a huge line of people waiting to get hot dogs that Heidi is serving. So in that the same way that, that Heidi is the only person who anyone wants to see on the show, maybe all these dudes are reacting in that way because it's the chance to see Heidi.
1: Yeah, if that's the I, case, I mean, there's just a missing component to the joke then.
0: Yes, uh, agreed. Agreed. Also, I, I think yours is much funnier. I I much prefer that and and also This is one of the only times a cold open has bled outside of the cold open. Like, when we came back to them driving around in the truck looking for people to help, I was genuinely so excited that the whole episode was just going to be a million just one-off bits of them driving to different houses, (laughs) fucking up different things, getting back in the van, going somewhere else. And by the end, everyone... Yeah, like, but that would be... Your idea would be the perfect ending, is that by the end, no one wants to come see the truck. Everyone is hiding, and they just drive home in disgrace. That would be such a good episode of Home Improvement, and we are, and I don't know, I got my hopes up, which is maybe why I'm cool on the rest of the episode.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I think we've learned our lesson about expectations at this point, but um, yes. I was going to say, there, I didn't think there was a grunt creep appearance, and I was like, that's notable, mm. uh, and ties it closer to our very long-ago theory that um, the grunt creep might be a manifestation of Mark. Um uh, mm. But why I didn't notice it is that it uh, the grunt creep appeared literally within the first five seconds of the episode. Um, Wait, as soon as the van, uh, the back of the van goes down, Mm. the grunt creep has a little propeller on his head, typical, and uh, uh, flies out of the back of the van and into the distance. Oh, go gadget, go! He's controlling himself though with a joystick that is very precariously.
0: Oh no! Positioned. Oh no! Where's the? Jo- it, it's, is the joystick where I think it is? It's exactly where you think it is. Oh no! Home improvement. They knew. The, whoever animated that knew. <laughs> the, oh man, this is this is more scandalous than all that stuff they're putting in Disney movies back in the day. Oh man, <laughs> this, is, this is the this is the penis coral the on the cover of uh, of Little Mermaid. Yeah.
1: The yeah, is there anything else you want to say about the scene? Like, I, Tim, you know, of course, does fuck up somebody. Here's a question. So one of the projects, like, Al has put in a peephole to somebody's door. Mm-hmm. Somebody just take their door off and yeah. bring it to the Tool time van. Like, isn't that the whole point of of the van is you are
0: going to them so they don't have to do shit like that? I saw I saw a video online of uh, some guys in Saudi Arabia uh, who, when their team scored an upset victory in the world cup they're all celebrating and this guy is so excited he just runs to the door of his apartment and rips the door off his hinges and throws it out into his yard It's oh my god maybe maybe this guy was just coasting on that energy he heard the tool time truck coming and he was so he was so hyped he just ripped his door off <laughs> well i have to replace the hinges but while i have it out here i could use a people yeah exactly i feel like the hinges would be the harder
1: part than the people um, uh, well we already learned about hinges earlier in this series, so, uh, the other thing that Tim Tim is working on a project too. Someone's brought over their weed whacker, and Tim has more powered it. At yep. that point, you know, I don't know if I'm standing in line for someone to or for this crew to, you know, fix up something of mine. The second that I was in line and saw that Tim was gonna get me, I'd be like, oh, to the person behind me, like you can go ahead of me. I, I'm gonna, yeah. I just, I'm, I'm deciding what I want. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're just going <laughs> to wait for Al strategically position yeah, yourself until yeah. you can deal with him. Because so, Tim more powers this weed whacker and for some reason he put a saw blade. Uh, like, this is so much... Like, you can still cut yourself on a saw blade when it's not on. You can't yes. do that when a <laughs> weed whacker isn't actually mowing. Um, and he's put a new engine on this thing and he's taken down some weeds with it and, you know... the
0: characteristically cuts down a tree accidentally so yeah and, and this then this tree which gives birth to a gigantic claymation squirrel transition that is that that spends a little too much time on screen honestly it gets a little <laughs> too involved in our scene um yeah we it, haven't it's, had one of those in a while I, I mean i guess the whole the whole joke of course is tim adding more power to things for no reason but i don't even feel like there's anything necessarily satisfying about a more powerful weed whacker like it's it's already satisfying well, it's just, to see like, the weeds disappear. More power yeah. won't make them disappear more. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, maybe right, everyone... I know, he
1: needs, like, a vaporizer or something.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Put a flamethrower on it. That makes sense. Well, you can set fire to the weeds.
1: <laughs> right. and this I mean, it looks like he's added, like, a, a diesel valve to this thing. So, like, not only does he have to replace you know, blades on the Weed Whacker, which are more expensive than just, like, the little plastic zip-tie things. But now he has to, like, put extra
0: expensive gasoline into it. <laughs> yeah, this is... um I really think most of the people are just there for Hot Dogs and Heidi. And this guy, as he is looking at his new weed whacker, uh, is already uh, <laughs> already regretting his decision. This guy, th- this guy just saw a crowd and joined the crowd. If he'd realized this was the Tool Time guys, he wouldn't have gone. <laughs> uh, I just want to say, for the record, that uh, Hot
1: Dogs and Heidi would have been a great title for the episode, too. <laughs> well, that squirrel transition that you were talking about takes us back home where uh, Jill is fiddling with some Tupperware for way too long in this scene. Uh, and Brad comes down to talk to her. What What's he asking her? Uh,
0: he is asking her if, uh, how his face looks and explains that he's growing a goatee because everybody on his team is uh, growing beards and not shaving until, they're losing st- until their winning streak ends. Um, and then uh, Tim comes in and Jill informs him that they're going to have dinner with Al and Al's girlfriend that night. And uh, we find out that Al's girlfriend is Trudy, mother of Trudy's rat, who I was so enthusiastic about last season. Uh, So this is a massive revelation, and my notes devolve into lots of all caps and lots and lots of exclamation points. (laughs) I
1: I was curious what your reaction would be to that. Uh, One of those few moments where I'm like, oh, man, I wish I was sitting next to Truman on the couch. Oh, man, Uh, I
0: I wish you could have been there with me, man.
1: I was excited. (laughs) Uh, I have one predominant note for this scene, which yeah. is uh, Brad comes down, immediately starts the scene going up to Jill, and she's just finished cooking. She, you know, like She's putting food into a dish. Yeah. Brad walks up to her, and the first thing he does, as the first word comes out of his mouth, he puts his hand right on the burner. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! I didn't even recognize that. This is yet another thing. This, this, because this scene is ground zero of the poor rehearsal. Like everything yeah. seeming kind of janky. That that seems like a dress rehearsal move or an early rehearsal move.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I not gonna disagree with you with that. But also, if it's not, I don't want to criticize too hard. I guess I don't know. I, but you're right. It, it felt like, and he keeps it there for like the entirety of his on screen appearance. I mean, it's it could like, be.
0: Sylvester it, taught me about that when I was four years old. He's maybe he's trying to like make a point about how maybe you know I can't I can't grow a beard, but I'm I'm still tough as nails. Nothing nothing on the inside, nothing on the outside. Can't even feel it. The, this scene also kicks off. It sets the tone for Tim for this episode, yeah. which is why I don't love it. Which is just, yep, Tim does not like Al. Al is bad and lame, and Al is fat, and and all these just. Just Tim, uh, you know, when he when he comes in and Jill informs him that we're, you know, yeah, we're having dinner with Al and his girlfriend tonight. Tim is just, you know, oh, well, I never listened to Al when he talks. I didn't know we were going to do that. And he's, you know, talking about Trudy as this frumpy kook who uh, yeah. uh, showed up on their show by way of a, a recap. And what just what bugs me about it, we don't need to dwell on this too much because how much comedy is there in me saying this? But I <laughs> like he's saying all these things and what what really bugs me is that Jill is laughing and giggling at all of the things that he's saying like oh you oh yeah. that's funny yeah. and it's just that's disappointing because I feel like typically Jill is the conscience of the show and yeah I, I mean it's bad enough I uh, you know I, I don't like it when a show shows me lots of people laughing at the main characters jokes as though the show needs me to think hey don't don't you think he's funny because everyone else in the world thinks he's funny but then also when it's when it's rubber stamping cruelty like this, it just yeah. Eh. Well, I don't know.
1: It's it doesn't even really hold water because like Al is never he's not the type to recommend Twister. No, and he's if he not. was going to recommend Twister, he'd smart enough to know not to do it after
0: dinner. Like it just doesn't even hold water really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, one one question I had on a more positive note though, or not even positive, just on a not negative note, is that he says they've been dating for a month which presumably started when they met on the set of Tool Time. So is is this trying to suggest it's only been one month since last season? Wait, I
1: I didn't get that vibe. Maybe I missed a line, but I, I think they've been officially dating for a month, not they oh, met a month ago. Okay. I, I could be wrong on that, though. That no, makes
0: I, more sense to me, but I don't know. I mean, The show's no, had weird timelines in the past. You're probably right. It wouldn't make a whole heap of sense for them to for it only to have been a month like in the, in the space of one month since since last season in that time you know uh tim has almost gone to space randy's gone to costa rica brad has <laughs> right. been uh, courted by a, a pro football club like that would be that we've all taken a trip to california to whitewater yeah, yes exactly yeah that's all that's all too much that's all that's all too much for that would be the yeah. most packed month ever i mean at that point no wonder she's <laughs> given him a car after one month that feels like a lot has gone on but uh yeah so i don't know so tim is tim is upset to be going to trudy's house uh you got you got more no not really it's okay. a pretty narratively
1: straightforward scene the jokes are just uh, they they're kind of soft and i don't know they don't it, hit too well it, and as you said it, it marks the the beginning of what i feel like exists for the rest of the episode yeah uh, this this weird just kind of re- rehearsal vibe i don't know how else to put it uh, yeah, yeah. Um so we get know, a we get a twister transition to the front of a really well-to-do house.
0: Yes, because because Jill has uh or T- Tim has in complaining about Al said that he oh yeah, you, yeah, I guess you covered this that he always wants to play twister after dinner. Um so yeah, it's this really big beautiful house and uh they at first don't believe that it's Trudy's, but then Al comes and lets them in and it's this big massive opulent mansion where Trudy lives and she sits down and they all chat about you know fine wine and pheasants and things that they'll be eating tonight and uh then uh yeah it's just it's just very clear that uh trudy is a very refined <laughs> wealthy person um <sighs> <laughs> well okay so this is
1: uh, i don't know i don't want to take this a to task too much because it is just yeah. a sitcom but like and, and, you know, granted, this is 1999, so they wouldn't have been looking it up on, you know, Street View back in the day. But, like, they're walking up to the front door going, oh, we must be at the wrong place or she lives in the guest house around back. Let's go there. Like,
0: they wouldn't have gotten out of the car if they thought they were at the wrong place. Yeah, they wouldn't have just <laughs> walked up to some rando's house if they really didn't didn't believe it. <laughs> it's, um, I don't know, uh, just kind of...
1: Know.
0: yeah <laughs> it, it's 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 soft I mean this is the thing we're struggling to talk about it because there's not a lot there it's basically Tr- Trudy is rich and isn't that weird that Trudy's rich and she's dating Al and a lot of jokes about just you know like all, you know it feels almost frasier just in terms of the trappings because <laughs> it's people talking about you know, yeah. jokes that turn on them talking about very fine wines or alluding to frivolous other rooms in the house, like, Oh, take a left at the bowling alley or the East grotto of the wine cellar or something right. like that. And, well, and it, it feels yeah, like this feels, this is why it feels so golden girlsy because golden girls plots are, are, you know, pretty flimsy. This is not a, this is not a, a, a revelation coming from me here, but it's just fun because the banter between the girls is so great. And it's, and, And indeed, the banter between the girls is very mean on Golden Girls. Like it is, it is saucy, (laughs) and it has not always aged well. But it's it just those those same energies and elements don't really work here because this isn't that this isn't a bantery show like that. This is where I was hemming and hawing and and not knowing how to express this.
1: But let's let's take it from the Golden Girls' perspective since you brought it up. Um, Yeah, the Golden Girls. At no point do I ever feel like they're rich. No. Like, I don't necessarily feel like they're impoverished, but they are four women living in a house together. Yes. So if they are put into a situation like this, I would be more willing to believe the, like, golly gee whiz, look at the size of this place uh, sort of mentality, whereas, like, Tim is a wasteful spender on a TV show. He's a TV star. Like, they're upper middle class. I can't imagine that this is, like, jaw-dropping to them. Yeah, I mean, it the, might... Th- the disparity between the two is just not as great to me. It's yeah. it's more the personality that Tim's, you know, would rather be in a garage than around, you know, ornate
0: frames. I I mean, I, I think that the the... I think that their, their kind of shock and awe and everything, I, I think it's more just this house in the context of, wait, someone that we know is actively living mm-hmm. here and is involved in this place, unless the the golly gee whiz of it all. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't I mean, know. Jill, Jill has a sort of reverence for it. I mean, yes, she
1: she is shocked that, you know, she had no idea that Trudy was so well-to-do or that Al was dating someone and it's never come up before. But those mm-hmm. those things which seem like a much more solid thing to base an episode on, yeah, uh, kind of fall to the you know wayside of what's happening here.
0: Yeah, it 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 also the Golden Girls episode would be Rose is dating a really rich guy, and the rest of the girls go for the first time and are there and seeing this. Like I can I right. can see a lot of these lines. Coming out of Estelle Getty's mouth or something like that, and (laughs) them landing better than they than they do here.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, the Golden Girls comparison doesn't go tit for tat here, but um, I I don't know. It it just does feel like a different show has invaded Home Improvement for a second. uh, Yeah. I know. Let's talk a little bit about Alan Trudy. Yes. And and the fact that he is dating he you know someone rich.
0: He, that he is dating someone who came onto their show lying about who she was with a with a rat, <laughs> uh, claiming yeah. to be an electrician. I mean, I honestly, I am way more interested in Trudy I, and the kind of life choices she's making that leads this eccentric millionaire to pose as a craftsman to get on a tool show <laughs> to make a pass at Al. Like, you're a yeah. rich lady. You could have done a million other things to get his attention, but you and chose this.
1: I kind of wish they continued down that weird route i i, I like i think megan cavanaugh is a, a fantastic actress i'm happy yeah. to see alan a, a happy healthy relationship but i i kind of like the character turn for her here feels a little too vanilla for me like i i wish
0: i don't know there there I, was something a little it continued the weirdness i i wish that i wish that the whole episode was her posing as different people or pretending to be different things like they get to the house they think she's rich a few minutes in like the real owners of the house come home they have to run outside they jump in a car they're driving away trudy's apologizing oh shit it turns out that's not trudy's car she's stolen the car they get out someplace else oh we'll go to my office oh i work here i'm an architect at this place it turns out no she's not an architect like just That would be great. You really did watch After Hours recently. I actually did. You're right. You're right. They're getting chased around by an ice cream truck, kind of like the Tool Time (laughs) truck. Um I guess I either want this episode—I either want this episode to be Tim, Al, and Heidi driving around town uh, on one-off adventures trying to fix people's stuff, or I want it to be Tim, Al, Jill, and Trudy driving around town, being chased by people and deceived about uh, who Trudy is. <laughs> I want—I we want yeah. driving around town. You know what I want less of? What? I want less of them
1: filming a joke of Al unwrapping the present. And not wanting to tear the paper, yeah, and showing us every second of it when oh, it's really clearly a it. joke that wasn't working and mm-hmm. should have been cut from rehearsals.
0: Yes, uh, a joke that a joke that requires a punch in close up to make sure you know how funny it is. That, during this d- during this this meeting they exchange uh, they exchange gifts and Alice very fastidiously not ripping the paper and just. Yeah, I mean, it's
1: literally like twenty five seconds of airtime of just no one is speaking. It's a close up of him just pe- peeling tape away from the corners of this box, and it's like, what, what, what's going on here? Like, I, I'm all for experimental humor and trying something, but without having context of what you're doing, like the joke just falls so flat. The punchline to it is so. I don't know, nothing at all. And it's like by the time it's over it's like we just watch someone unwrap a, an entire present in yeah. an episode of Tool Time or Home Improvement.
0: Sur- surgically unwrapping. listen, Tool Time will eventually do the the salute rip to unwrapping presents and and Al will debut his uh his his uh, skills there. Uh yeah, this this is sort of that negative space that you were talking about, the yeah. the weirdness of, of them in this uh, in this house. Um, also we should just point out the, the source of, um, one joke that I thought was kind of funny is, uh, you know, Trudy is explaining how this house has been in her family for years. She says, you've heard of the Rockefellers, right? And they all nod and she goes, well, one of them ran over my grandfather. Uh, so (laughs) Like, I like that aspect of weirdness. <laughs> well, I like Tim's follow-up to that, too. It's like, geez, how many times did he run him over? Yeah, exactly. I, I think the only other thing that I'd say about this scene, Al is wearing, like, a nice, a nice suit here. Yeah. Uh, the the Al is completely spelt. He is the same size as Tim, <laughs> if not thinner than Tim. It's not, I'm not saying that, like, suddenly it would be okay to be making these fat jokes about Al if he wasn't, but just, it's... It's not even rooted in anything anymore. It's just, yeah. which is really why, and it's so much of the backbone of this episode. It, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I don't need to bludgeon that any more than I bludgeon it every time it comes up. Yeah, so, it's just, it's lazy. Anyway,
1: yeah. Um, we do you have anything more for that scene, or should we transition back home where Tim and Jill are gonna dish about this evening?
0: Oh well, we didn't, we didn't cover the. I, I guess I do have the other thing of like. Oh right, yeah, uh, the yeah. gift
1: that she gives him.
0: Yes, yeah, so after dinner, they're having coffee. Uh, Trudy and Al exchange one-month anniversary presents. Al gives her a little uh, uh, scorpion pendant because she's a Scorpio, and she gives Al a beautifully wrapped gift, which he carefully unwraps, and it turns out it's keys to a 66 Ferrari that is, uh, I guess, the creme de la creme of cars. And Al (laughs) is He initially thinks
1: it's for his...
0: uh, uh... W- uh, my exotic my exotic car, my exotic car yeah. key collection which is yeah <laughs> which is a very good very good bit i wrote it down at first like oh that's such a cute thing for for al to have and or what a sweet gift of her to get him for his for his collection until i realized where the scene was going and i don't know for for a moment i thought this is a really <laughs> sweet moment where she really understood al and his funny uh his funny collections <laughs> So, I mean, we go back home where Tim and Jill are kind of debriefing from
1: the day, and they are shocked not only that she's rich, but that she gave him a Ferrari. What uh, what do they have to say about it?
0: Uh, well, Tim says that this is awesome. It's the greatest thing in the world. Tim is suddenly very happy to be Al's friend and very excited about Trudy. Uh, Jill, uh, thinks this is really a problem that suggests that Trudy has self-esteem issues. This is way too extravagant of a gift to give one, um, month in, And, uh, Jill also points out it's bullshit that Tim is suddenly defending Trudy now that, uh, there's a nice car that he wants to drive in the picture. And, uh, Tim is indignant about that. Um, yeah, so this, again, this just sets up the, the... Tim was being unappealing before, and now Tim is even more unappealing because his only interest or appreciation for trudy he he' like he uses the line specifically like when Jill is saying she's worried about the situation, Tim says, "Well, why are you picking apart something wonderful that happened in al's life and it really made me mad to hear Tim trying to convince us that he's ever been happy." for anything wonderful to happen to Al or that he's ever wanted anything wonderful to happen to Al. And Jill calls him on this in the next, in the next sentence. So it gets addressed, but it, he's just leaning further and further into his shallowness. Like this is, this is an Al episode. It's an episode about something wonderful that's happening in Al's life that has some complexity to it. And rather than us, spending a lot of time with Al and Trudy and seeing the dynamics of their relationship and what all of this is like, what it's like to be dating a wealthy person who is very eccentric, we're mostly just getting Tim talking about his feelings about it, and Tim's feelings are rooted in the shallowest, least interesting part of the story. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, this is, I don't know why
1: I, you said you don't want to take the writing to task too much. To me, the elements aren't like that, that holds true to his character. I I mean, I, to your point, I am much more interested in seeing Al's experience with this rather than Tim's, but yeah, you know, like this is where, you know, a couple more passes on this script would have made a difference of like, Oh yeah. Tim's problem with this episode is better served as like him popping into scenes, being excited about the Ferrari, not let's center most of the episode about him being excited about the Ferrari. Uh, yes. You know, cause I, I think that it, this is a version of Tim that can be funny and we've seen it in the past, yes. but it's just that it's, it's not being utilized in the right, why well, I shouldn't say the right or the wrong way, but just in the, the way that it I know is most effective. This... And at the, at the behest of, of seeing more of, you know, what Al is going through, with a presumably the last relationship
0: we'll see you know of al's on this you know series so yeah i mean uh, fingers crossed unless al is really a ladies man in these last like 22 or so episodes and dates around a bunch i mean listen every every woman in detroit finds him irresistible this we know to be true (laughs) um yeah this is an episode where 10 percent tim would be great and it does make sense that tim would just be obsessed with the car aspect of it and that's you know and and if the and if we just got tim popping and being excited and at the end then saying yeah. like one nice thing to al okay great it's just that y- you like when when you try to load up so much of the episode on just tim really likes this car and wants to drive this car around it's like that is not enough meat and they're trying to stretch no. that out for the entire arc of this episode
1: which is why i feel like toward the end i guess spoiler alert when they get to the alliteration stuff i'm just like they, they just lost steam here. They're just yeah. like, we have to fill out space. We got to give, because we centered this around Tim for some reason, we now have to give some sort of conclusion to his story. I, uh, I, so let's just have him
0: alliterate for the rest of the episode. And, you know, and it, yeah, I fully agree with you. It's really shocking because, you know, you and I always... We, we never run out of steam. Like we always maintain perfect energy all the way through everything that we do. And I, I just feel like uh, they should be following our example, you know, on, uh, on home improvement. What? Uh, oh, sorry. I was staring at a light bulb. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. I was falling well, asleep it... under my desk on this episode. <laughs> um, the, I, I mean, I think uh, if
1: you want to transition to the next scene, it's um, on tool time. Uh, Behind the scenes, Tim is kind of waiting for Al to arrive, saying, where is he, where is he, where is he? I'm just you know, missing my little buddy. And Mm -hmm. Heidi's like, why the fuck are you excited for Al? And then you hear the... of the Ferrari pull into the parking lot. And Tim runs outside. Now, this is like... If this was just like the one and a half scenes that we get of Tim in the episode, I think Tim working in this regard is funny. He's like... Playing it at eleven, he pulls a Bugs Bunny
0: on on Al, which was really funny to what, me. Wait, wait, what's what's pulling a Bugs Bunny? Is is that taking a okay. wrong turn at Albuquerque? <laughs> kind of. Uh, it's uh, Al is like hemming and hawing, like I don't know how comfortable I
1: feel about this thing. He's like, yeah, you feel good about this. He's like, yeah, I do feel good about this. He's like, you know, Tim's like putting words in his mouth, one thing oh. after another, and then he goes and here's the keys and here's the keys, you know, (laughs) Al hands over the keys to the car that he wasn't going to let Tim drive, but you know, he tricked him into it and Tim just takes the keys and runs like that's the level of Tim. I want to see him just pop in for, uh, like, but then let Tim go drive off and have Al go in and talk to Heidi a little bit about this or something.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That that it that it just ends on that, that. There seems like a lot of Al development that is going on between scenes or in the backgrounds of scenes where the camera is pointed at Tim. And it's it's a little frustrating to feel it just within grasp. Yeah,
1: it's just Al comes in and has to say how he's feeling rather than us watching
0: the, you know, the emotions unfold. One of the things that that Tim says here to him is is when he's trying to convince Al that this is good and he should keep the car and you know not have any concerns about about his relationship. Uh, is he says you've worked really hard your whole life and what do you have to show for it? Nothing. That's why you should take the car. And I'm like that's really something rough to hear from your own boss, like your yeah. boss telling you, hey, it boy, it sucks that you you haven't got more good things in your life. I wonder why that is. It's because you <laughs> don't have a nice your, your car. Boss your best friend
1: or the person you consider your brother, all things that we've heard them say before on the
0: show. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really being, you know, being, being both emotionally kicked in the teeth and reminded that the person who has the power to change your circumstances aggressively does not want to.
1: Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, you know, Al's uncertain. Al doesn't know what to do. And then we, we head back to the Taylor house unless you have anything more.
1: I don't. Uh, Jill is bringing uh, Brad home from a soccer game. Yes. And, and he's being pissy about not being able to grow
0: a, tea. Grow a goatee gro- while yeah. everyone else on the team is. He's not able to grow tea. Um, <laughs> so he's, he is upset about this. Jill has this great line to him saying, oh, poor baby, you're the best player on the team, and everyone else is going to get those coveted facial hair scholarships. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But then, you know, uh, Brad goes off upstairs, Tim comes home, he's super jazzed after driving the Ferrari, and and uh, Jill asks him, how's the relationship going? And he goes, it's great, it's like the car and I are one. And Jill is still just tut-tutting and not sure about Al's relationship. I mean, like like I said, if this was just Tim being a supporting player, th- these lines would
1: be funny, and, you know, I, I think it would be great. If he was, like, the way it's posed is that he is ignorant like if, if it was just him being ignorant to alan trudy's relationship because he's overshadowed by his love of this car that's one thing but it's posed it's kind of in sacrifice of seeing al and trudy's relationship in this kind of weird situation that's come up and you know with that like that's not really resolved in this episode mm-hmm. uh we don't really get a satisfying conclusion to the the Al and Trudy thing. We're just kind of told what's ha- you know a, a scene that happens that's just we'll get to in a second where it just kind of wraps up itself really nicely. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, we're just we're put in a position where there's nothing really satisfying
0: that gets concluded. I don't know. Yes, agreed. I and we are in agreement. It, it, it just <laughs> this whole this whole episode just feels kind of like a ripple, even though it is something meaningful happens it's like well it didn't we didn't really see it happen we kind of saw the yeah. edges of this thing happening um yeah. we saw it from the from the perspective of the most self involved friend of all time who is not paying super close attention <laughs> to what actually is going on Um, one thing I do want to say about this scene with Brad before we move on is that, you know, Jill is telling him that it doesn't, you know, not to worry about not being able to grow a good goatee. And Brad, you know, hears her out and then he says, so what you're saying is I shouldn't worry about my looks and just focus on what really matters in life? And Jill goes, exactly. And Brad goes, you're so way off and storms out. And I'm like, this, this boy last week was offered a chance to play professional football and were to believe that he like said, ah, no, 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 Simon, a wealthy man who wants to take me on an adventure. No, thank you. I am too, I'm too well-reasoned to do such a thing. But then here he's acting like a normal teenager. Like, uh, I'm I'm just saying, folks, this is me. This is me taking evidence from this episode to snipe at the last episode. This boy is not, uh, he's not a responsible boy. (laughs) <laughs>
1: I, I think you're playing dirty here. Uh, I, not that you're going to get any complaints from me. I'm just acknowledging it. Okay. Well, good. Thank you. Call it out. Talk, talk <laughs> dirty to me, I guess. Um, yeah. We go to the next scene where it's Al and Wilson, which is nice. We don't get many of those scenes. Yeah. Al has gone full Ferrari. He's got the Ferrari leather jacket, the... <laughs> Turtleneck to go underneath and sunglasses, uh, looking real
0: gross. I I should have called this episode Borland v Ferrari. Ah, that would have been great. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. He uh, and he and he and Wilson chat while Wilson works on his car, and uh, Al talks about how Trudy's excited and how Tim's excited, and that means he's excited. And and uh, Wilson says, "Well, how do you actually feel?" And then uh, they, um, you know the Wilson reminds him how important it is that he needs to be faithful to himself and safeguard his own feelings. And if he feels weird about it, it's up to him and nobody else. And, uh, meanwhile, Tim is just, we hear Tim just rooming around the neighborhood in Alice car, uh, going super fast. See, this Uh, is the scene. This is the exemplary scene
1: for me in this episode where, yeah, we get a little bit of an insight into what Al's going through, yes. and then Tim just comes in to button the scene. He's like, "Yes, man, I'm driving. I've been driving in heaven, and did you know that in heaven they're still giving out speeding tickets?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like
1: that was funny to me. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, it's it, there's been too much, you know, focus on that up to here, but. Uh, also like this scene wasn't quite as emotionally impactful as it could have been because it's literally three minutes before the end of the episode. Like, yes, this should have been a much bigger thing, uh, and allowed for what will be the next scene, um, to play out longer where Al is going to go talk to Trudy about this, you know, following, you know, uh, Re-examining his feelings and how he, you know, with the Ferrari and the gift and all that uh, stuff, but
0: yeah, yeah, this w- this this scene would have been a great way to kick off a Al-centric episode where we just follow him around. It would be funny if for the whole episode we're following Al and we're just hearing the sound of Tim driving the car around the neighborhood. Yes. That would actually be great. It's like where's Tim? He's driving the car, and now we're gonna have some feelings with Al, or
1: um, or if you if you are so gung ho about making this a Tim episode, yeah, bring all of this. To the forefront, like in the first five minutes of the episode, like he gets the car and then at the point where he's uncomfortable with it and wants to give it back, Tim has wrecked the car. And yeah. suddenly Tim has to pay
0: for a Ferrari. I love that. Actually, that's very funny. Um Also, for how much of this episode is about the Ferrari, we see it like one time in a wide shot outside the tool time <laughs> yeah, set. like. I, that makes sense
1: to me though, because you got to pay for insurance on that. So it's uh, it's one of Tim's cars. Hefty. It belongs to Tim Allen. I promise you, it does. Well, I well, we don't know that. It's also, that still requires insurance. So uh, just because it's, it's owned
0: by someone doesn't mean. Okay, I I, I I suppose you've got me there. It just I I I agree with you. It makes sense on a budgetary level. It's just funny that the the car honestly. We, we know more about the car than we know about uh, Al and Trudy's relationship for most of the <laughs> episode, true. and yet the car doesn't get yeah. any screen time, really. Um Yeah, but uh, there is one funny line in this scene with Wilson where he, where, you know, Al is kind of talking about his, his anxieties about, you know, how early on they are in the relationship, and he goes, you yeah, know, if I take this car from her, how can I walk away without feeling guilty? And and, and Wilson says, well, you could always drive away. You've got a really fast car. Which is just funny, you know. It's a funny bit. It's a funny line. Which, again, I could, I can sort of imagine that coming out of Sophia Petrillo's mouth. You can always drive away. You've got a really fast car. <laughs> or Fraser's oh, dad's mouth, as that also sounded
1: like. It very much sounded like that. Yeah.
0: Yep. So well,
1: okay, let's wrap this up. We go to the next scene where Al's gonna go talk to Trudy and tell her that he's uncomfortable with the gift and wants to give it back. Um, and she, I'll take this one. Yeah, she, take, it, uh, take it. She, he, you know, very quickly within you know seconds of walking in the door, explains this to her, and she's like, "Oh God, isn't this the first step of a breakup?" The guy always gives back the Ferrari, um, which also isn't quite working because I, I still haven't acclimated to her as a rich character yet, so like, this isn't quite hitting the way yeah. it should. Yeah. Anyway, I'll reserve my commentary. Um, He's like, no, 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 that's not the problem. You know, I like you for you. Uh, I don't necessarily need these gifts uh, or want these gifts. They make me uncomfortable. And, you know, I just I want to I want to spend time getting to know you. And she's like, really? And they kind of nuzzle each other and decide to continue forth with their relationship. So far, as we know, by the end of this episode.
0: Yes, they they take Al Green's advice and they stay together. Um, th- yeah, it, it's again, it's it's weird to see. It's I it's hard to say anything about it because we don't have a lot to go on. We don't have we don't if we if this episode had been more about Al and and uh, Al and uh, Trudy together, a lot of stuff could have been set off but set up between them to then pay off in this scene. But we don't have yeah. that, so instead it's just kind of a kind of a. Like, if you were to to take what this episode is about and
1: put together, like, the screen, if you cut everything else out of it, let's put it that way, it Mm -hmm. would literally be Trudy handing Al keys, Al walking around in a Ferrari jacket, and then (laughs) Al walking back into her house and handing her keys. Like, that's it. Perfect television moments. That's all you need. (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> the rest of it is like Tim farting around doing nothing. So yeah. like even after after we see Al and Trudy kind of go through this and make up, we can't even end on that. We have to no. go back to the Taylor residence where he's Tim is writing late at night a letter to Trudy, you know, talking about his relationship with the
0: Ferrari, talking about how he and wants- what
1: she's chosen to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, what, how he wants to be the Ferrari's big brother and, you know, please consider this sincerely, Tim Taylor, the man who controls whether Al works weekends. So he's <laughs> writing that and it's like, okay, c- cool, great, great bit. And then from that, we go to like a second stinger or this is the credits, I don't even know. Yeah, we go
1: to a commercial and we come back and yeah, th- this this is as sloppy as that first kitchen scene was, this was like, oh, we ended the episode... Four minutes early. Yes. <laughs> and we just need to cram some stuff in here. And this scene is just like, you know, like in the the 50s sci-fi films, when they, like you've watched a ton of Mystery Science Theater. Oh, yeah. The, the, the way that they keep the budgets low while hitting the runtime is like, they'll just have one locked off shot and try to break up the action by having people... Sit down and then stand mm. up and then look yep. in a microscope and then stand back up. Yeah, you know, without ever cutting. Yeah, that's kind of what they this this scene feels like. This second stinger where Tim is still working on this letter. Jill comes home, they make a few jokes. There's a couple seconds of dead silence. Then Brad comes in and then they start talking again. It's just
0: like really it, padding out the time. Well, and and to, and padding even further because Jill comes home. And asks Tim what he's doing, and Tim says, I'm writing a letter to Trudy petitioning to be the car's big brother, and it's like, yeah, thanks, Tim, we saw the last scene, you don't need to explain (laughs) to us, like, everything, everything was there, it's a very, the the bit has been explained thoroughly already, we don't need to recap it, we don't need, we don't need talking Tim's Ferrari car letter, the recap show after the fact. (laughs) You know, they talk some more about Trudy, Tim, and Jill, and yeah, she's good for Al, and and she gave me her pheasant recipe. And Tim just looks up from his letter and says, Fresh pheasant, fairly fatty, fricassee it with a flick of fennel, fling it on the fire, fabulous. There is a mild chuckle from the audience and long crushing silence before Brad (laughs) walks in. Brad tells Jill, great news, the team finally lost, So I don't have to, you know, now we can all shave again. I don't have to worry about growing a beard. Instead, we're going to wax our legs now. And Tim goes, whoa, waxing. Pretty weird way for the West Side Warriors to wind their way to the World Cup. And our last shot is Brad just staring at Tim like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) The most authentic piece of this episode. uh yeah it's
1: it's they literally didn't know what to do to fill out this time and just gave tim alliteration they're like we literally have no jokes left so let's just alliterate uh i do though like (laughs) as we talked about in the whitewater episode that that tim is like a secret sous chef yeah (laughs) he has this like this this deep seated love that he secretly hides from everyone of of cooking, um, yeah. Like he's he's taking secret lessons from Irma behind the <laughs> scenes.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is just like his uh, his you know d- deep seated uh, secret agent programming coming through for a second. Like his his superior cooking knowledge just gets triggered by the mention of fennel and he or uh, pheasant. <laughs> he just has to start tossing it out. These are his mnemonic devices to, to remember how to cook. Yeah. Um.
1: I guess I don't know there's nothing more I really have. We got a few bloopers of him trying to uh, say the I don't know, derogatory term he was saying uh, earlier. I, I don't it, even it's, want to repeat it.
0: It it's it's really something they they did indeed cut something out of this episode. There were takes that they did not use. <laughs> and these are these are them. That's why that's why bloopers were invented. It's just proof that they actually edited the show. <laughs> um I don't really have anything else. Uh,
1: which brings us to a question. Yeah. Truman, what did we learn from
0: this episode? Um, we, we learned that you should remember, uh, ahead of time if you have an episode to write of your TV show (laughs) and then, then you should start working on it with at least enough, enough lead time to put some jokes in there. Um, we also learned (laughs) not to, not to go too hardcore with that first gift to a significant other. Um, what did you learn? Uh, I learned that it is
1: more expensive to take a chance putting together an episode of a TV show, i.e. tool time, on the fly, not having pre-planned uh, guests or, um, what do you call them, uh, uh, plants yeah. in the audience. Yeah. They were just going to go out and about. And hope an episode manifested in front of itself, Uh, almost like it was a meta-commentary on the episode of Home Improvement that we watched. (laughs) Oh, wow. So if you are planning to do a TV show out in the field, make sure you have extra planned it uh, so that there are no um,
0: unexpected delays, because that shit is expensive. As, as someone who worked on a lot of reality TV shows, I can promise you that, A, they, they have planned out everything that's going to happen on camera pretty carefully and that, B, delays happen regardless. Uh, so I guess before we go, I do
1: want – we do have a character actor kind of in this. Um, it's the guy that has the door with the peephole. Oh yeah, uh, I didn't bring it up earlier, and I just don't want people
0: to to come knocking down our doors. But, yeah, um, and because we just got a new peephole put in there, we don't want it to get messed up. <laughs> we don't have to carry it over to the van. As the
1: name Smitty.
0: <laughs> oh, Smitty, like in Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm on board. You
1: know, uh, it's played by David Haskell, who mm. has 38 credits. Looks like he's a uh, stage actor. His biggest role. Was his first role where he played Judas in Godspell.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> in That's 1973, kind of a kind uh, of a big role.
1: Yeah, he was in an episode of Mork and Mindy, a couple of Knots Landings, an episode of Knight Rider. Uh, going into the later 80s, looks like Falcon Crest. Um, he played the a back-to-back doctor role in a movie called The Boost, and then in K-9 starring Jim Belushi. Oh, boy. Looks like Home Improvement is actually his last credit. Uh, Yeah, he died two years later. Oh, geez. In 2000, at the age of 52. Oh, that's kind of a bummer. Character actor bummer today. Yeah, but since this episode aired in 1998, many, many seasons of... ER had been on the air at this point. So the question still remains, was he on an episode of ER? I'm going to say no, he was not on an episode of
0: ER. You are right, he was yes. not on an episode of ER. I just fi- Way I figured go. I figured based on the smaller filmography it just didn't seem like he got the, he got there, you know. God's spell well, only you takes you know. so far. We've I know true, a... I I sometimes know as as listeners can attest, other times I do not know. I mean, we. And I don't think the robustness of a person's um,
1: credits is an indication as to whether or not they are in ER. I'll, I'll point you to the episode where Tim was in the hospital and the child <laughs> had like two credits. One of them was home improvement. One of them was ER.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I. That's that's that was a moment. That was a moment that uh, that confounds me to this day. Um, <laughs> I. All right. Well, let's wrap up this episode.
1: Um, I. It brings us to the question. Huh? Now. Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ho 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 ho. There is a moment when Jill says something and Tim ho ho's his grunts. Yep. They and it's distinctly, though, the pattern of a grunt. Yeah. But in a oh 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 oh.
0: Ho ho
1: ho ho ho. Yeah. Yes. So I wanna put before I put out my guess, I I, you know we're tracking this. It's less about my guess and more about you tracking the grunts and what they Mm -hmm. mean. I think we don't want to lose sight of that. Of course. Um We're in season eight now. And yeah. the whole point of the show is male improvement and and evolution
0: mm-hmm. could this sure be it taken
1: as an ev- <laughs> could this be taken as an evolution of the grunt
0: mm that the grunt is becoming more refined like it's like as as men walk upright and learn to read uh so too is the grunt putting on a bow tie <laughs> <Yeah>. and glasses <laughs> As the man who grunts learns how and why it's
1: important to be a, a contributing member of a family household. Is he learning? That? Uh,
0: well, I mean, that's what the show wants us to think. Okay, sure. Yeah, if we take the show's story, um, <laughs> I I mean, look, well, okay, you 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 need to guess one way or the other, and because my my response to that question will, I think, give you like the answer for the for the guess. <laughs>
1: okay. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that you're not gonna count them as grunts, so I'm gonna say zero. But I'm cu- I, so I, I'm I'm less
0: curious about whether I'm right or wrong. I'm just curious what your response is to this. I don't think uh, you're 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 correct. Uh, there's this does not count as grunts. It's zero grunts. I don't think that these are a. I, I don't think these are intended as grunts. I don't think they represent an evolution of the grunt. I think it is a callback to. A thing that he typically grunts, but the way he like it doesn't come from the back of the throat. It isn't guttural in any way. It's ha 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 ha. Like it, not even that is too far back in the throat. The way that he does it, it's not an evolved, more refined, more particular grunt. It's more of of like he he is basically tut tutting. It's like if you were to go hmm 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 hmm, it's closer mm-hmm. to a hmm than a huh. Hmm. This is the but dumbest. But I tro- guess
1: so. It's. <laughs>
0: Just God damn it. <laughs> the, the, yeah, I'm gonna make it dumber, so get ready. Oh boy, oh boy,
1: the, strap the, in. It's t- okay, so you're approaching it completely from a process level, and I guess I'm the questions I'm asking are coming at it from a more philosophical level. Oh, of course, they where are. Where this set of ha ha's feels meta contextual to me in that it's a pattern in which we know him to grunt in Mm -hmm. and he's doing it knowing that it is a pattern that he grunts in, but he's doing it in a way that if I were to, I'm putting myself in his shoes here. If I were to grunt this, I wouldn't be making my point. I need to take the grunt and refine it so that they know that I am above the the situation that's being placed upon me.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. He's trying. It's a grunt masquerading in in a higher realm. It's a it's a grunt that has put on a mask and a cloak and said Fidelio to a guy to get into a a higher level of of society. Is that is that the point that you're making? Yes, yes, that is what I'm making. <laughs> I mean, it does. It it is. I haven't heard him do. I don't know. I feel like that pattern. He's used that before with a lot of other sounds that have not necessarily been grunts in the past. Hmm. I mean, I've heard. I. 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 I don't. I can't. Yeah. You know. And also, it's, right, wait,
1: were those grunts or no? Uh.
0: No, those. I don't think those count as grunts because they're not guttural. It's not. <laughs> but they. But they were. They were ape noises. Yeah, they're ape noises. But I feel like I've. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, but yeah, ape noises and grunting are different things. This is a distinction we've had to make on this show, <laughs> Landon. Landon, every every year before Thanksgiving, something goes wrong with the show. Either we watch the wrong episode, or or one of us altered states back into a uh, a more primal version of oneself. <laughs>
1: um i just i'm just trying to do our due diligence and really listen we're in the last season we have to start digging deeper because there's not going to be much more well
0: to mine here that's well that's true. typically you don't mine out of a well otherwise you're going to <laughs> contaminate the shit out of your water Oops. but uh hey maybe that explains if you've been doing that at your house maybe that explains the, the direction this episode is taken now <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, look, I agree. I agree. We should leave no stone unturned. But I feel like in this case, um, I feel like I feel like I we've looked at the other side of the stone. It looks a lot like the main side of the stone. The sides of it, I think um, pretty smooth. No cracks, no, no crevasses. I think that I think that Tim is Tim is making some other noise. It's not the ape noise. Even it's just some sort of median level noise that is more than a grunt, but less than a monkey. Uh, folks, buy okay. b- b- the box not... set, watch episode five of season eight, <laughs> and it's probably around twelve minutes in, and and engage for yourself because we are thoroughly unable yeah. to describe what I kind wanna... of noise Tim is making. I would like to hear from from listeners on this. Now, I I will completely support
1: you in whatever you know from the beginning. You you've been the grunt keeper, yeah. So, it's, it's a weight that I bear. Uh, I'm I'm happy to support you in this. I I want to hear from listeners though uh my final it's not even really an argument so much as just a a thought to ponder is that a a grunt wearing glasses is still
0: a grunt no i know that runs contrary to the to the like fundamental rules that we laid down for grunt counting though because if a grunt is a grunt that is talking is not a grunt like there are things that sound way gruntier than this that we don't count as grunts because Mm -hmm. they are tim going oh yeah tim talking like this Mm -hmm. these aren't grunts so right (laughs) so like the way that like a grunt is a very specific thing you make enough alterations to it suddenly it's not the shit that we're counting where's the line drawn in the sand uh, I think it's it's drawn it's drawn I, midway midway like back from your throat where it stops getting all gravelly and rumbly and where it's it uh, being like normal. T- yeah, it's it's at the end of that. It's the, uh, that that's a grunt. Uh, uh. Oh, you tell me when it stops being a grunt. Okay. I I I'll, I'll okay. know it when I see it.
1: Okay. So there's the uh, grunt. Yeah, that's a grunt. Okay. And then I'm I'm gonna go in the opposite direction. Okay. Just go. Uh. That's not a that's grunt. That's
0: not a grunt. That's not a grunt. Okay. Okay, so then we go somewhere between and go, uh. That's that's gravelly enough. I think that counts as a grunt. It's not talking, okay. it's got a gravelly okay. start to it. Now, what if it's like a somewhere between that and the one on the extreme end where it's like, uh. Now, that that one is tough, but I'm going to say not a grunt because it's not gravelly. I'm sorry. You got you, okay you, you no, no, gotta no, get I, a gravelly apologize we're just doing scientific
1: experiments here
0: yeah okay i just i just don't want to seem i just don't want you to think that i'm shooting you down every time on no this i don't that feel I'm, that way okay very good okay <laughs> I don't feel that way at all uh your science is more okay. important than feelings you're right <laughs>
1: listen i entered into this field for results not for self-esteem yes um Okay, I I think we've spent enough
0: time filling out our episode. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like pat, padding it out with other stuff because this is the first. This is gonna be the first time in our lives we got under ninety minutes. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's let's go ahead and end this episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> folks, you're so you're so much richer for the last ten minutes of content. Think how bad you would have felt if you didn't hear us talk about that. But not Ferrari rich. No, Fur, if you, richer or poorer. It, <laughs>
1: Gruntwork is made possible by our patrons. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to help us create the show, consider becoming an official Grunthead sponsor over at Patreon.com/slash/GruntworkPod. Leave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, because it helps people find this show. Stop by to say hi to us on Instagram at GruntworkPod. <laughs> Conspicuous pause. <laughs> Brad staring dead, dead at us. Uh. Yeah, we didn't talk about this off off air. I'm not feeling great about Twitter. Not I, only just because it's going down the shitter, but like I I don't quite d- want to
0: be on the same platform as other people. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, if it's a, if it's any consolation, the platform as we know it probably won't exist by the time this episode drops, so uh, it won't be an issue by then. <laughs> catch us uh, on, but you can find me. On Mastodon where you can listen to all our yeah. tweets. <laughs> I was just, well, They, they if Mastodon's going to
1: survive, they need to get rid of the fucking toot. No, if word, Mastodon's uh, going to
0: survive, they need to underline the the toot. And like, that is the main thing. Like, if anything gets me over there, it's that I can refer to them as toots. I was going to say, I, I'm an avid social media avoider. And
1: I thought, you know what? I'll give Mastodon a try. If it really, truly is about a supportive, positive environment, like, I'll give that a shot. Mm-hmm. So I signed up for Mastodon. You can find me at Landon at Um,
0: Mastodon.world. Yeah, I think you can find me on there, but I actually don't really understand how all of the different servers work and stuff. So uh, if you want to see some test posts, uh, I don't know. (laughs) Landon, friend me on Mastodon and then people can find me through you. (laughs) Okay, all right, great. Um, Or you can visit our website at (laughs) www.gruntworkpodcast.com slash Mastodon. oh my goodness Um, you can do stuff over there on our
1: website it's a fun place to be Yeah. and until next week when we bring you season 8 episode 6 man the season is going by fast of home improvement I've been
0: Landon Solano I've been Truman Caps and remember I found Mr. Finiestra's Ferrari fiasco fairly forgettable